You're listening to Peace in Lovecast, a podcast about music, lyrics, and life lessons inspired by D'Angelo. With yours truly, Odelia. Last season, I introduced a new segment entitled D'Angelo Taught Me, aka hashtag DTM. The idea is to spotlight rising artists who are influenced by the GOAT. Last season, we interviewed Danny G, band leader of the Irish soul group Danny G and the Major Sevens for this segment. And season three's spotlight is going to be on a uber-talented vocalist and producer from Newark, New Jersey. Welcome to Peace and Love Cast, Nico. How you doing? What's going on? What's going on? I'm happy that you're finally like on the podcast. I feel like we've been like orbiting around each other for a little bit. And then finally you're like, yeah. I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I figure why not reach out, you know? I like to start off with some warm-up questions. The rules of the game are, I am going to say a series of or statements, and then you have to say which one applies to you. And if for any reason both of them apply, then you have to give an explanation. Mm, okay. Leading or submitting? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, I'll probably say leading. Peaches or cream? <laughs> uh, I'll go with peaches. Peaches? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So translation for that one is business or pleasure. So I'm, I'm guessing that you're going with pleasure. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm not mad at that. Stage or studio? Hmm. That's a good one. Wow. I would have to say stage. Okay. Let me see if I can get you to give us an explanation on this one. Okay. Musically, era-wise, 1970s or 1990s? 1990s. <laughs> wow. I'm impressed. You're like straight down the line. One, one, one. Okay, okay. Next one is history or sonic futurism? Mm. Sonic Futurism. Okay, okay. Now you ready for this last one? Yep. Peace or love? Sheesh. <laughs> I'm gonna have to say both on that one. Okay, we finally got you to give us an explanation. Why? Um. Well, peace. I feel like, well, so I got to me, love does come with peace, depending on who you're uh, finding that peace within, within who you're loving. So it's kind of like, you know, you'll get to which, whichever one you choose based on, you know, whichever one you take, because with peace comes love, with loves come peace. So, you know, I kind of take it like that. So it's, it's not really like a bad thing. So you're kind of getting both, even though you are picking one. So are you saying peace and love? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you saw what I did there? Yes, yeah. I did. All right. So let's get into it. Let's get into the interview. So who is Nico and why should we embrace him? Uh, Nico is a up-and-coming artist, a soulful artist from North New Jersey. I've been doing music for not a long time, but still, you know, maybe like four years, seriously. Really? Like it, yeah, yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people are surprised because I was just—I uh, always, always knew how to knew, knew I could sing, 
but it was just like uh, taking it very, very seriously. So, okay. um, you know, people should just listen to me because like, I, it's very humbling, it's soulful, and it's just real, like nothing's fake. And you can just tell like that it's just, it's just me. I'm not trying okay. to make anyone, it's just myself. And that's why I kind of always say like, embrace me. <laughs> ah, okay. And so in that regard, would you put yourself in a particular genre of music? Or is it uh, an eclectic mix of things? Or do you not want to be defined by those lines? I kind of don't, because I feel like uh, going forward, I have music that I'm doing now, I guess people say it's like more neo-soul, it's like funk. But I call it like neo-funk, but going forward, I'll be like, you know, exploring different sounds, more funky, just experiment with my sound. Because I've done a lot of different things that haven't come out yet on other people's projects that I thought I, that I thought I never could do. Like really okay. like experimenting with my voice. So Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So there is this growing category, or at least I'm starting to find that artists are refer like not a lot, but there's like this adjective that keeps coming up with certain artists, and I feel like it applies to your music in a way. And it's like it's called like atmospheric sound. Have you ever heard of that term? I've only started hearing that term when I released like my song Telepathy that I had like this like atmospheric uh-huh. voice. That was my first time ever hearing that. I think you sort of fit there and that's pretty wide anyway. Like atmospheric sound, it can be anything. It can be infused with anything, but it has this sort of like um, visceral surrounding kind of sound happening um, mm-hmm. as opposed to like describing like, oh, you're you sound like this type of genre or whatever. So yeah. I'll put that out there. I think you have that atmospheric vibe. Okay. <laughs> you can take it or leave it. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> okay, so I want you to fill in the blank. Okay. So if you like listening to blank, then you'll enjoy music by Nico. What names or name would you put in that blank? So if you <laughs> if you enjoy music by D'Angelo, you'll enjoy music by Nico. If you enjoy Duele, um, then you'll enjoy Music by Nico. Um, if you enjoy Lucky Day, you'll enjoy Music by Nico. If you enjoy like Rafael Sadiq, you'll love Music by Nico. If you enjoy Sir, you'll love Music by Nico. <laughs> Just to name a few. Nice, nice. I, I agree with those, actually. Now, here's a little curveball. Are there any female artists or voices that influence you or you know you can put in that blank oh yes um if you enjoy music by jill scott you'll love nico if you enjoy music by janina eco you'll love nico Ooh, man, if you, oh if you enjoy music by Ari lennox you'll definitely love nico um, okay okay yeah. those are good answers okay so who are your top five musically, dead or alive? Dead or alive, uh, I'd probably say D'Angelo number one, Bootsy Collins. Uh, man, wow, put me on the spot. Jesus. We got two, you got three more. And yeah. is, are you giving it to us in order or just? Um, just off the top of my head. Okay, so D'Angelo, yeah. Bootsy Collins, you got three more. Jill Scott. Jill Scott. Uh, Rick James. 
Rick James. Wow, okay. Yeah, Rick James. Uh, who else? I would say Sade. Sade. That's a that's a solid list. We have well, like one and a half in common. <laughs> <laughs> so of course, you know, D'Angelo's my number one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> number two, I would say Sly Stone. Um number one? Three is George Clinton, who, you know, was in Parliament Funkadelic. So that's why I'm like, Booty Collins in that group. So one and a half-ish <laughs> we have in common. Um, I love Roger from Zap. I love Roger from Zap. <laughs> and then, of course, the late Leroy Bonner from the Ohio Players. And, you know, I kind of feel like, in many ways, D'Angelo's voice favors Leroy Bonner's, even though people don't compare him, <laughs> them that often. But there's lots of similarities. I've been going through your catalog, your music catalog, and just your vibe in general. And I noticed that there is a motif in your music artwork. Yes. And a lot of the cover art for your singles have this retro, like, Black exploitation-esque vibe incorporated into the album artwork. Yes. Am I on the money with that observation, or do you need to clarify some things? You're definitely, you're definitely on the money. That was done very intentionally. <laughs> okay, okay. So, like, one of my favorites uh, in terms of the cover and the song, um, you mentioned it earlier, Telepathy, right? Yes. And we we just mentioned Leroy Bonner. I feel like it gives me this Ohio Players kind of, like, album cover vibrations. I don't know if you've seen covers of Ohio players albums, but they usually have like women incorporated and it looks very similar. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 their stuff is very, very, I, I definitely look into all of those. Yes. I never really looked at that between the incorporated, between the both of them, but yeah, it is very similar now that you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And someone, someone asked you, uh, I don't know if it was recently, but I remember seeing it where you kind of broke down the inspiration behind that song, behind Telepathy. Like, and I was pleasantly surprised by like how in depth you went with that. So do you mind like saying like what the inspiration behind that song is? Oh yeah, sure. Um, so when I made the song, I was working on a project way before this that wasn't so R&B. It was like very, very straightforward, very like just almost like very funky. Okay. To the point. So um, the person I was talking to, they wanted me like, okay, well, can you make more R&B song? I was like, okay, well I can do that. So I made it. And this was like kind of like one of the first songs I made. So um, I just, I, I'm very a sample-based producer, kind of, like so to say. So I just grab okay. some sounds. And I didn't, I don't really write anything. I just literally just say, like, whatever is on my mind. But going into it, I, like, kind of wanted to have, like, a, you know, those stories of, like, where she's not from Earth. And it's like, how can you, like, describe that in, like, words? Next thing you know, I just started, like, you know, coming up with, like, a melody. And then, like, it's like, oh, snap, boom, here comes the song. And then I didn't really like it. I didn't think nothing of it. I didn't think it was good or was it bad until I like posted it like on my TikTok and it just went crazy. So that really gave me the push to like, oh, maybe I should put it out. And that That's was it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Are there any like films or music or albums that went into that, like trying to define this woman that's not from Earth? Um, the, the, I went down like a YouTube rabbit hole. <laughs> I usually I usually do that sparingly when I'm like looking for like inspiration or whatever, but um I, I forget the name of the uh, the movie I don't even know it off the top of my head again I have to like really search for it, but it was just everything was like literally in the midst of just that same day. 
That really? I'm, yeah. So you are a melody first person? Because you mentioned that you don't really write. So you're yeah. a melody first person. Yeah, melody, yes. I start, I usually, I write the hook first, then the verse comes later. All right. So I wanted to get into some of these lyrics because there's another motif that I think people <laughs> will start to realize um, once I read some of these lyrics. So of course, we got to start with telepathy. Now, you said you woke up early this morning out of your dreams. <laughs> And you had a vivid memory of this brown thing, okay? And it was like she had stones for eyes, crystal clear disguise. Man, she wouldn't hurt a damn thing. First set of lyrics. Uh, stick with me here. Now, we're going to move on down to your most recent <laughs> single, <laughs> Godiva. And in there, you talk about this particular being having Godiva legs. She has cinnamon hair, the black or the berry, the juice, the skin. You spend all your days wondering. <laughs> <laughs> so those are two. I'm going to save the other one for a little bit later. But I wanted to ask you, like, what is it about? <laughs> I'm going to, this is like an inference. So you tell me if I'm off. But what is it about, like, brown women that inspires you so much and like I'll go a step further like is there a particular woman with Godiva skin and cinnamon hair that inspires your creative process because it seems like you're talking about a specific person but I usually gain I usually garner all my like energy from like my, my relationship with my fiance that's really where it all comes from and I kind of like make it into this like other creative you know imagery of uh a woman from another space or, you know, Godiva legs. I just, I literally just come up with these things, but they all just come off based off from love for my fiance, really. Well, shout out to your fiance because, I mean, that's the vibe I got. I'm like, he has to be talking about someone in particular. It's just so, it just feels that way. Um, and so those are the first two songs. And now the third song, we're going to shift away a little bit. It's, it's, I'm hesitant to say this, but I feel like it's my favorite of yours because I like a lot of songs that you put out. But this one is called Sweetness. Yes, that 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 is that song is dear to my heart. I love that song so much. <laughs> now, there was something online where people were like, they had a question in their stories, like, okay, put a title of a song that sounds like D'Angelo but isn't, right? And I yeah. put sweetness in there. And their response was like, whoa, who is this? And this person is terribly underrated. And where, you know, where did this come from? And I'm like, yes, exactly. <laughs> now, in the first couple of seconds of that song, I could definitely hear the D influence in there. Now, my guess is that the song that influenced that is SDM off of Brown Sugar. Is that the melody that you were channeling? Yes, it is. I literally... My home, my uh, my good friend Ty. He um, he's like a D'Angelo lover too. That's kind of like how we like really met and hit it off. Um, mm -hmm. so I was just telling him like you know, like what kind of vibe I was going for, and like because I, I was really like really really digging deep 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 into funk, and it was kind of like I you know, you, I, like for me I feel like I went to like uh, what do you call like uh, voodoo school, like D'Angelo school. <laughs> voodoo school. So, like, and so I was just like going through. I'm like, yo, can we like get in, like this type of energy? And he sent it back to me. At first, I didn't like it. But then after a while, I caught it. And I was like, oh, wow, this is dope. And now as soon as everybody, I sent it to people, and they'd be like, oh, wow, this is like a D'Angelo vibe. Right. Beat-wise, production-wise, the drums. 
how long ago did you make that song? Uh, I made it this during the pandemic. Okay. 2020. 2020. Okay, so about three years ago, or more than two. Okay, cool. So this leads perfectly into my next question, because like I said earlier, this is a season three's D'Angelo Taught Me episode. And I wanted you to talk about how, you know, D'Angelo has taught or, you know, what you've taken from, like, his artistry and how that influences your your music or just how you approach making music. So when I first uh, discovered D'Angelo, it was kind of like a uh, like a self-identifying like space. Like, like what kind of artist like do I really want to be, and like what music do I really like gravitate towards? Because it, it's easy it's easy to like be exactly like someone current. Because you know everybody does sound the same, but like what tools can I use from an artist that I feel like is like just like a master and a wizard, and it's like why do people love this guy so much? And like, once I dug deep into like why they do, and I studied the sounds and the melodies, and like, this is, it just felt something that just felt close to me. Like this, when I look at him, I see me. That was like, really like my reference point. There's an aspect of D'Angelo's music that is very spiritual. But then on the other hand, there's this like, lustful, longing, like, women as muses kind of motif that he has going on as well. And like an example of that would be like One Mogan off of Voodoo, yeah. right, that song. And like, I will always tell people when I hear that song, like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's like pushing me up against the wall and like, I can't get away from the baseline. Like it's that like potent. And mm-hmm. I feel like you have that, that undercurrent in your music as well. And honestly, when I first started listening to your music, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I should be listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a lot at first, but then I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> so what is your what is your favorite at the moment? What is your favorite D'Angelo album and D'Angelo song? And I say at the moment because you know, at least for me, I find that his catalog tends to rotate in, in meaning depending on what season or stage of your life that you're experiencing. So what's right. resonating with you currently? Um, currently, I always, I'm, I'm very, I love rap too. So usually I like, I start off with like, if I go to a certain one and off, I like go like left and right. So Voodoo's okay. like the album, yeah. At the moment, I start off with like left and right. That's usually like the one like that, that those guitar sounds, the bass line, it's just very so much so hip hop. I love it. And I saw that you mentioned that you, that's like something that you want to do, like produce for like hip hop and rap artists, which is like interesting because you are a singer. I don't know, you might rap on the side, but so what we've gotten from you so far is like singing. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. I guess I love another artist I really love too that like he kind of like really dabbles into like not really rapping but it's kind of like very melody based like Anderson Pack. Okay, yeah. He kind of like does like these different like uh, wordplay on different words, different raps. So that's that was kind of like my reference, like kind of like really inspired me a little bit because I have some um, earlier material that no one really probably really listened to uh, that much, but yeah, like a lot of different like you know you have these like melodic melodies. Whereas though it seems like he's singing, but it sounds a little bit like rap, but he has like a like flow to it, you know? So that was yeah. kind of my, my thing for a little bit in the beginning, beginning. Have you seen his tiny desk before? Yes. 
that might be my favorite one of all of them. I just thought that he was really good um, on, in staying on the pocket. And he sounded very similar, very close to the actual records. Yes. But it really showcased just how talented he is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's known for playing the drums, right? So uh, do you play any instruments or are any live instruments used in creating your music? For the most part, it's mostly like my keyboard, like sample sampling, and I'm still teaching myself guitar at the moment. Ooh, guitar. I'm totally a string fiend. I like stringed instruments. My favorite is bass guitar, followed by mm-hmm. electric guitar. But I learned acoustic growing up. So yeah, I encourage any guitar <laughs> playing. Yes, love the guitar. I, re- I think that was a pivotal like decision in D'Angelo's music too. Like when he picked up the guitar and made that part of <laughs> part of it, part of his sound. Yes, really elevated his sound. Okay, so I wanted to talk about what's coming next for you. Well, congratulations on your new EP. What's can you share the name with the folks? Yeah, so um, the name of the uh, EP is called Umber. So um, Umber is like a different shade of brown, and I didn't want to like really complicate it like with the name. So like my my fiance like helped me out, but like uh, I think I want to name the album this, and she's like, well, why don't you just well name it like umber, like a different shade of different color. I was like, mm, wow, I like that. It's like color association. And like, when I look back, I was like, wow. When I was creating these songs, being as though like my favorite color is brown, it's just like, wow, all these songs, if I had to choose a color that describes the album, it's like very much so brown. Like my favorite color is brown. Brown is like very inviting, it's warm, it's easy to talk to, it's trustworthy. Yeah, that was kind of like, like my basis behind it. That's so awesome. So double shout out to your fiance for not only being the muse, but <laughs> suggesting the title for your debut EP. How do you feel about that? Your first like complete EP that's going to be going out into the world and people are going to take that in. And how do you feel? I feel good. It's been a long time coming because I promised the EP like a long time ago and I didn't really like push forward with that. So like this time around coming back full circle feels like even even so much better than the first time. How many songs are on the EP? It's six. Six songs. And so like what is the sound or what can we expect? Or are, are there gonna be similar topics from what we've gotten? Or are you gonna expand? Like mm-hmm. what's the umber vibe? So it's very much so R and B and funk vibes. Um, some of the songs that we've already already heard, some of the things are already on it, but there are some that some people haven't heard. What songs, what singles are on there? <laughs> Let me see if uh, any that I have on my like <laughs> so, essential playlist. So the first song is, is Godiva. The second song is a song I have called A Thousand Times. Okay. And then the third song is A Thang. The fourth song is Wicked Woman. And then there's another song on there called PDA. And then, the yes. last, <laughs> and then there's another song called Telepathy. And mm-hmm. then like, the song that hopefully I can get it out by next week is called Love Me and Hold Me. Love Me. Love Me, Love Me and Hold Me. Love Me and Hold Me. Man, you have good song titles, man. <laughs> now, okay, so from what you named, I have a thing, Wicked Woman, Telepathy, and Godiva on my list. But you know what? song I really really like like probably it's number two after sweetness 
Well, which one? Funk me. <laughs> F-U-N-K, folks. <laughs> I love that song. You know, it's crazy. Like, uh, so when I, when I started making the music, it was like so funky. I just felt like so like, not that I would be an outcast. It just feels so different from what's going on. Like I can really take it there, but I'm going to kind of like just, you know, not dumb it down, but I'm going to just a little bit. And then we'll maybe bring it back to them again on the next go round. But I love that song so much. It just, it just showed me that like I can really like take it there. Like if you really want to go there and take it there, nigga, you can really just take it there. Go ahead. I'm going to, you know, listen to the EP and then, of course, I'm going to give you my feedback on there. Not that you need it or that it's essential to any of the work, but I'm going to see what's going on because so far there are a lot of funky, well, I mean, I think that song is very funky, but some of the other songs that you mentioned, they had that funk vibe on there and I personally don't think that's a bad thing. Like, people need to get with the program. So if that, <laughs> if that is the direction that you're going in, like, bravo to you. I feel like that needs to come back you know right because when i when i was doing like fucking Zimo, i was having like i was having like a little bit of hard time pitching it to like you know publication because it was just so like wow this is it's different <laughs> 2020 you you know but then fast forward i see like you know self sonic and i'm like exactly oh, i'm just uh ahead of the curve at the time and it just takes time honestly though i don't want to sound like you know, I'm commenting on anybody's artistry, but that to me is even more surface than some things that I've heard from you. I try not to like really get caught up in like, uh, what are my peers doing? I just be like, I just like, you know, just keep it strictly about the music and just like how I feel. Like, what do you in your heart like want to make, you know? Because mm -hmm. sometimes like, I, I, in the beginning, I felt so indifferent from everybody else. It was just like, oh boy, like... <laughs> Like, I'm not trying to sound like anyone, but it's like when you're so different, people don't really get it in the beginning. Or like when it's something that they haven't really heard in a long, long time. So it's, sometimes it could be very difficult sometimes. Well, I mean, similar to Voodoo, right? Your favorite D'Angelo album. Like, people weren't like Voodoo fans when it first came out. Um, I shared a clip recently um, from Questlove, like the Voodoo co-pilot. And he was like, it was a hard pill to swallow when it first came out. And some people got it in three months, some people got it in three years, but he felt like a majority of folks got it like 10 years later. Right. <laughs> and now it's like the essential thing in people's like, you know, vinyl collection that shows how eclectic or, you know, open-minded they are about the things that they listen to. But <laughs> back in the 2000s, it was like, what is this? Yeah. What exactly is this? So how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 31. I'm a 1991, 90s baby. You're a 90s baby. OK, well, that's a good era to be born in. So I guess I guess I asked that to ask, like, what exactly are your peers doing? Do you have any opinions on music today? Uh, Yeah, it's a it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, copying. It's a lot of copying and sounding like someone to like really get your like kickstart. Like literally, like let's just say like uh, if you listen to like Brent Fire, so it's like all right, like a kid coming up will sound like literally like him. The exact same thing, the exact same melody, the exact same tone, production, everything sounds the same. And I'm just I'm not really like a big fan of that. I'm really not at all. Um, but there are some of my peers that I really love. 
Like I love Sir. Oh man, like Sir is pretty good. I love what Lucky does. I love what Anderson does. It's a ton of people. Ton of people. So you so you do have so the people that you named, they're they are they can go either way. They can do singing and they can rap and they switch it up a little bit. So they kind of carved out a little lane for themselves. Right. Um, so is that like the idea for you? Uh yes. Not, not you you're not gonna hear me like fully spitting full like bars, but more flow, more experimentation, um, more more like more like self-produced, hundred percent compose me type stuff. Um, yeah, just like really just pushing my art forward and like knowing the capabilities of my voice. Like I had one of my one of my friends, they was told me like, you have so much power in your voice, but you're not using it. I'm like, what do you mean? But I get what they're saying though. I get it. Yeah. Like I feel like you can definitely like belt out, but you are just like keeping it calm and cool because it's more to me, or at least it seems that it's more of like the vibe of the music as opposed to just like singing at people. Right. <laughs> like overdoing it. Um and it's interesting because when you first told me that you were from Newark, New Jersey, and I was like, you're from the tri-state? Because I grew up in, in Brooklyn, in New York. Okay. And you just did not give me a Northeastern vibe for some reason. What did I give? You gave, like, you could have been, like, more South or, like, West Coast-ish. Mm. Definitely, I love the West Coast. If I could choose where to be from, I would choose the West. But um, yeah, um, a lot of people be getting confused because it's like I guess my name. So, by my, my well, I was given the name Nico by my uncle, which is not my real name, but my uncle calls me Nico, and so he got that name from like a Steven Seagal movie, and he wanted me to be named Nico. But my my father wasn't having it. <laughs> he, just, he just named me his name. Um, but when I growing up, and when I did my art show, I was like, mm, like I feel like Nico. It just it just feels like me. And the JM part, it's just it just means old soul in French. So a lot of people have like a hard time like yellow me. Like no, it's JM. <laughs> JM simple like J and Yam that's it like JM yeah, okay yeah. so embrace Nico is part of a embrace sound family can you talk about that so embrace me sound is like my own personal label um I, well, I wouldn't even call it a label I just it's like a, a it's like a brand so like from the the way I dress my favorite colors um the music that I'm into the culture of what I like you know just the everything I'm into. Well, I definitely see the motif on like the Instagram page that you have for that. Um, do you envision having like other artists under that or is would, it mostly just you? Um, I would love to. I would love to have other artists. I have other I have other producers and like engineers that are like really under it that I really mm -hmm. use to go to. So uh -huh. I have um, two producers and I have, and they're both mixing and mastering engineers so far under um, my brand with me. But as far as like artists, I would love to work with the artists, but I just haven't found one just yet. Well, you know, I consider engineers to be artists 
because that's an art form in itself and one that people don't really give a lot of like thought or respect to but the yeah. engineer is very important very important i could not do anything without those guys exactly and you know just look at these like catalog and the engineering on that and how pivotal and distinct you know like russell elevato's hand on that stuff made it you know so i feel like engineers are artists they're, they're artists too definitely more so i look at russell's stuff all the time um you know because russell he doesn't it's like everything <laughs> by hand it's not nothing like you know uh, computerized it's like everything is everything is analog like i'm not doing yeah. anything, you know digitally Exactly. And that's like, these days, that's like, like, like a study, you know, because I feel like a lot of people don't, they use electronics in the studio. Um, but it's cool that he's performed, like preserving that type of art form. And it makes me wonder, like, what D'Angelo's new content is going to sound like. I'm so anxious to, to hear. <laughs> Do you have any um, predictions? Um, so I feel like from like Brown Sugar to Voodoo and to to um, you know the Black Messiah, I feel like he's just gonna keep going. You know, he's he's gonna just keep going, like keep going left with the sound. I feel like because when when I listen to a lot of the albums, like at first when I listened to the Black Messiah, I didn't really. I didn't get it. I was like, okay, this is Voodoo was different, but this is like very, this is very different. But I'm like, okay, well, how much more different can D'Angelo get? So I'm like, I'm like, wow, it's 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 kind of like um, like I saw Clutch Love. He was talking about how you know those artists they have like those pivotal albums where they're like they're not like what everyone's going to expect. This is going to be different. So don't expect to get the same thing every single time. And that's a good thing for me. I love that. So that's kind of like what I'm expecting from him. Yeah, um, I feel like every song off the Black Messiah album is different. There's no one song that sounds the same. I mean, aside from like Back to the Future 1 and 2, which obviously is linked, right? But they all sound like they all in their own category. There was some good news shared recently um, about his uh, Audible show that he's going to be doing music and words so it's like him and like jasmine sullivan and some other artists that they recorded they have a recorded like audio interview on audible it's like an app um and it's supposed to be coming out in april so he's going to be talking about um his term for the music that came out in the 90s and you know the music that he made with his peers and the soul queerians and that you know, he's kind of rejecting the neo-soul term. Mm, okay. um, what do you think about the term neo-soul? Uh, I, I, I don't really have a problem with the term, to be honest, because I feel like it never really bothered, it never really bothered me, to be honest, because I feel like that's kind of like what I grew up listening to, really, to be honest. And that's, that's, that's kind of like, before I started making you, that's kind of like what I described it as. So I didn't really kind of know what to call it, because it's a distinction between what R&B feels like, and this is what Neo Soul feels like. It's kind of, it's like, I, you know what R&B is, but when you hear Neo Soul, it's like, okay, that's not R&B. Like, it's just a different, I can't really say like what it is, but we all just know what it is, if that makes sense. Right, right. 
So here it is. Okay, so a couple of people put out things. So Rolling Stone put out a little like teaser, and it's Jasmine Sullivan, Jeff Tweedy, and D'Angelo. They join Audible's Word Plus Music series, and each artist will share an intimate diary, um, deep reflections on their careers, influences, and reimagine live performances. And then Audible gave a date, which is April 7th, 2023. And it says, for many years, D'Angelo's work and its impact has been framed with the word neo-soul. D'Angelo never made a secret about how he disliked that term. But now D'Angelo offers his own frame, not only for his music, but for the contributions of his comrades like Erica Badu, Warren Hill, Jill Scott, one of your favorites, <laughs> India, Ari, Bilal, and more. Um, it's a collective of like-minded artists who share an affinity for organic sound and songs composed in ways both traditional and technological. Dee believes that the music of the 1990s and 2000s was and is part of an eternal golden braid of soul. That's what it is. Eternal golden braid of soul. Okay. One that existed before, one that exists now. Um, something that defies branding or rebranding always a product of the past, always rooted in the present, and always projecting into the future. That's so accurate. Very accurate. Wow. That, there it is. So there is something to aspire to. No pressure. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so I guess I want to ask you, like, of all the songs and things that you've made so far, whether they're released or not, what is your favorite? Yes. And slash, like, what so if someone wanted to know like what's your sound or what I should listen to first like what is that title that you would tell them start here I would tell them if you want to listen to my music you would start with telepathy and then after that after that you would start with you could start with sweetness and then you could just veer off from there and go down the catalog but definitely sweetness and telepathy those are my my two my two favorites I love even though my first song was wicked woman but yeah Wicked Woman is a good one too, but I second that notion, <laughs> telepathy and sweetness. Sweetness being my favorite. Um, and of course, in conjunction with this episode, I created an Embrace Nico Essentials playlist with some of my picks. <laughs> so that's where you all can start. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to be sharing the link um, with that and enjoy. This is Nico JM, and you're listening to Peace and Love Cast. This is Nico JM, and you're listening to Peace and Love Gas. Oh. 